Okay, we got news from the economy file to tackle here this afternoon. The Bank of Canada out with its latest report today, and it's notable because it contains a first. The first time the Bank of Canada has actually looked at the financial impact and implications of climate change on the nation's economy. And for more on this, I'm joined now by Ian Lee from the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Ian, how are you? I'm doing very well, Jeff. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us. And uh, first off, uh, what do we know? What is the bank saying about climate change and the effect it's having on the Canadian economy? Well, what they're doing, and this is very prudent on the part of the Bank of Canada, is they're not leaping to any conclusions. Um, What I mean by that is they have announced a multi-year, very sophisticated and complex research study into the impact of climate change on the Canadian economy. Now, clearly, by announcing it and making that decision, they believe that there is an impact. I mean, you just don't do this sort of thing if there's no credible reason for doing it. That is to say, you just don't go and announce a study like that because there's no reason to it, because there's no evidence for it. So there's clearly, and there's certainly just tons of anecdotal evidence, all of us here in the media from day to day, week to week, you know, when there's floods, um, the insurance industry says, well, you know, this is the cost of climate change and, and uh, you know, accidents and, and so forth. So what they're going to do is a comprehensive, not piecemeal by industry, you know, let's just look at flooding and, and the economy. They're going to look at the totality of climate change on the economy and that's going to take years, several years. I don't mean 20 or 50, but it's going to take a few years to establish the uh, the database of data. Uh, because they're, and the Bank of Canada is really good at this, by the way. Uh, people don't realize, they know the Bank of Canada sets interest rates, but they don't realize that the Bank of Canada has an army of economists with advanced degrees and uh, in, you know, PhDs in economics and statistics mm-hmm. and so forth. And and they're ver- they produce tons of research papers, really good uh, uh, empirical research papers. Well, so you, you mentioned, sorry, that they're economists, and I think you're touching on the political implications of this uh, document. This is much more uh, than just an economic document uh, that we're seeing uh, released today. Uh, as a matter of fact, I saw one comment that says, when the Bank of Canada speaks, people really do listen. So, so they're very cognizant of uh, the impact of what they're doing here. I, I completely agree. In fact, um, th- this governor has been very, and when I say political, I don't mean that in a bad sense, and I certainly do not mean it in a partisan sense. But he is very aware uh, that the Bank of Canada has a big influence on the Canadian economy, as it has a big footprint. Therefore, it's my judgment that he's always been very prudent and very cautious and very careful in what he says, because he knows that the Bank of Canada can literally change markets, move markets. You know, if they say the wrong thing and misstep, they can make the Canadian dollar go up or the Canadian dollar go down. They can influence inflation and so forth. So you're, you're absolutely right. This is, yes, this is economic. Yes, it's going to be very empirical in order to be legitimate. But at the same time, it's going to have profound political consequences because it's going to, when the full data set is developed, and they're not there yet, uh, but they will be in probably two or three or four years, which isn't very long in the life of a you know of a government or a central bank. Right. Um, and and they're going to it's going to give a credence uh, to uh, or not 
to those who are saying we've got to do a lot more or those who are saying, look, yes, it's a problem, but it's not as big a problem as we thought. And so they're really heavyweight. They're highly respected. I mean, they're like the Supreme Court of Canada. They're completely independent, nonpartisan. And so when they speak, people are going to listen. And what we've had is enormous amounts of shouting in the last several years. And, and I'll be very frank. I'm much more on the – I fully acknowledge there's climate change, and I fully agree something has to be done. But in the last two or three years, there's been more and more extreme claims. You know, the world's going to end in seven years, some people are saying. And, 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 and so I think that this is going to help – uh, lower, no pun intended, lower the temperature um, <laughs> of the political debate because there's so many apocalyptic statements, and then there's others who say, no, 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 nothing's happening at all. And so we need a baseline. We need a referee that we can trust, that has the authority and legitimacy that we trust. You know, I'm a huge NFL fan, and by and large, I accept the rulings of the referee, the guys with the stripes. And now, the odd time, they really, really mess up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think New Orleans is feeling too good uh, right now about New the Orleans NFL really refs. Got yeah. <laughs> and I watched that game. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm using that analogy because I really do see the Bank of Canada as similar to a referee. They must be independent of the game. That is to say, they're not on one of the teams. They're not supporting one of the teams in the game. So they can't be seen to be supporting the government of the day. They can't be seen to be supporting uh, some big corporations or some environmentalists. They must be absolutely neutral totally neutral. And and so this is why this is so important. I'm, I really applaud the bank for doing this because it's going to produce some clarity. I'm not saying it's going to answer all the questions, but I think it's going to deal with, shall we say, the more extreme um, claims on both sides of the of the uh, issue. Okay. And and I think that that's going to be good because it's going to feed into the policy decisions of what governments ought to be doing. Okay. Well, let's explore that a little further if we could. And what are some of the do we know the data sets that the bank is going to look at? Uh, for example, are they going to be looking at the Paris Climate Agreement, the accord there, and whether or not uh, the government has fulfilled their uh, promise, and what sort of effect that's had, good, bad, or otherwise, on the economy? Jeff, it's my judgment they won't do that uh, because that's getting very political. You know, you're really uh, in a sort of a bad sense of the word for at least for a central bank. You're starting to essentially critique the performance of the government on its promises. I do not believe that that's what the central bank is going to do. And I, by the way, the reason I say this is I've been reading their studies for years. I use them in my class because their studies are just so superb, great graphs and charts. And of course, I read the speeches, which are published and put on the website. And they're just marvels, little mini lectures uh, that they give on you know, the Canadian dollar or exports or whatever. I mean, I use them in my classes. They're that good. And and, and so uh, I think that they're going to um, uh, uh, look not at, you know, is the government maintaining its promises. They're going to be focusing on the economic impact on the economy of global warming. And so they're going to be looking, I think, at a lot of the data on insurance claims. over a, And, and the, the good thing about the Bank Canada, they don't take a short-run view. They're not going to look at one or two years. They're going to use a data set that will go back, let's say, probably 10, 20, 30 years to the 1960s or 70s and compare dollars per claimant or dollars spent by insurance companies per per 100,000 of population or something like that to allow for uh, population growth. They'll control the data 
it, so that they're not comparing apples to oranges. Right. So I think they're going to look at that sort of thing. You know, uh, how many houses have been flooded annually? You know, that kind of statistical stuff. It's not what is the what are the politicians doing? It's what is the impact on things that can be measured? How many houses were flooded? How many people lost their homes? Uh, what was the average temperature? What was the dollars spent by insurance companies on claims? Uh, how much was spent year by year? Was it going up by the rate of inflation or going up by some factor much larger than inflation? You know, they're going to look at that kind of metrics, and it's going to be very hard. It's not going to be something, and you can say, I don't agree with that that's that's their opinion either the you know the claims did go up you know uh, 250% when the inflation rate over 10 years only went up 25% or it didn't these are the kinds of things that the bank excels at yeah they get the hard numbers they get the hard data just let me ask you before we run out of time Ian do you think that this sort of thing down the road is it going to become a model what the Bank of Canada is doing and what they've announced today that other countries are going to look at this and uh, look at uh, how we're uh, handling the economics of climate change I think so. I do, because the Bank of Canada is respected around the world. I should note, uh, uh, with criticism, that the Bank of England, under our own former Governor Kearney, who's the governor of the Bank of England, has started to get on this road. But the problem is he's become... You know, his spouse is a very well-known environmentalist and very uh, radical, if I can use that word. And so I think it's hurt his credibility. And he put too much of his own name onto it rather than the researchers, whereas governor, governor, our own governor, Polaz, is way too uh, politically astute. He will make sure the research is done by their in-house uh, team of you know, incredible researchers. They got an army of them, by the way. And he'll make sure that they'll say, this is the results of a vast team of researchers. This isn't me talking. Whereas uh, the problem that with Governor Carney is he got out too far in front of the issue and he became so identified with it. Everyone knew it was Carney talking, almost not the Bank of England. And that hurt the credibility of the Bank of England and Carney in their stuff. But the governor, the, the Bank of Canada is going to become a template. I agree with you. Because they're so respected, because they're so nonpartisan and independent and empirical and reliable, I think this will serve as a benchmark, as a template, a model for other central banks, including, no kidding, next door, the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. Mm. All right. We'll watch with interest as this progresses. Uh, Ian Lee, thank you, my friend. Appreciate the uh, time as always. My pleasure. Thanks. There is Ian Lee from the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University. And we're back after a break here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.